I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Target is a fun place to shop. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead and joining me as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Target Timmy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We're getting close. Under a week. The countdown's on into Ooh. this new season, whatever. This is like the last chill week for us and for anybody in the NBA media world. We're just kind of coasting it out. I'm it's, ready. It's my my wife's birthday this coming weekend. I'm like, you know, this is perfect. It happens the day before this whole thing is about to start. So uh, we're hyped. Listen to Zach Lowe and ESPN pod today about the draft. That gets you hyped. Talking about Zach Lowe on there saying that teams are just ready to make trades mm. and all that stuff. So, mm. I mean, it's just, it's just speaking, speaking to our souls. And mm. so, yeah, we are super excited. I can't wait to have like 12 trades to break down on one pod. It's going to be great. Oh, I am so ready. And it's going to be like dumb trades that don't make sense. But you know what? We don't care. Let's talk trades. We don't care. A trade is a trade is a trade is a trade. All right. On today's show, we are going to be talking about some trades. We're going to be targeting the San Antonio Spurs and the Toronto Raptors. And we will be talking about different trade targets. Kyle Lowry, possibly. Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, maybe DeRozan, Aldridge. Talk about some of those guys potentially be targets for the Mavericks. And so we'll get into both of those teams. But before we do, Isaac, our five-star Apple podcast review question of the day comes from Miss7303. says, with Bleacher Report coming out, saying that Mavs will take on salary for a star that doesn't... Uh, Okay. (laughs) Saying that Mavs will take on salary for a star, doesn't that contradict the Giannis bid? If they are serious in taking a contract, are they talking about somebody like Oladipo and Turner? What would a trade with them look like? So there was that report a while ago. It wasn't Bleacher Report, but the Mavericks are willing to take on salary for a star. What What does that look like to you? Well, first off, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of teams that's willing to take on salary right now. Not just for a star, but for like draft picks. And I mean, pretty much any bad team. I saw another one today. Knicks willing to take on contracts. I mean, every bad team, <laughs> Pistons, you name it, is, are saying, hey, we're, we'll take on contracts for draft picks. The Knicks but, are willing the, to take on bad salary and free agency, too. Exactly. That's what <laughs> the only thing they use their cap for. Especially if you're 6'9 and you play the four position. Todd Gibson, I'm looking at you. But so that's one thing. Then you have a team like Dallas or some good teams saying, hey, we'll take on contracts in order to get a star. So now we have all these teams saying, we'll take on the contracts. There's just no contracts to really take on because that 2016 summer was such an anomaly. Like Those contracts are in the last year but for for the most part, or they're done. And just there's just not too many super bad contracts. That's why on this podcast we threw out there like, all right, well, John Wall is like one of the worst contracts in the league. You know, it's like, would you take on John Wall for Brad Beal? And we had fun with it and speculated and all that stuff. It's just, there's just hard, it's hard to find these situations that you would take on the contracts to get a star player. And so for Dallas, yeah, if there was a situation that presented itself to where you got a Brad Beal, you got a, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not going to Clay Thompson. Like, you got a you got a guy that was that good, and you could take on a contract for it. Sure, you do it because then you have your third star, and you're like, awesome, cool. Um, and then there's also the whole thing of like, if you take on a contract, you can always trade it later on. You can always some people you talk to like you hear on pods or the GMs will say, oh, okay, we can always make any trade work. We can always find somebody to take on a contract, and so I just I think it sounds cool. It's more of like a PR thing of, hey, we're we're trying our best to win. We'll even take on money. But sometimes you have to have the money to take on. Yeah, it's the map saying we are open and available, <laughs> right? Like yeah. we, we are willing to do this. However, it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll happen. I think it's the Mavs also just publicly saying that they're trying. They're trying to do some of these things. So does it look like an Oladipo or Turner? Maybe Oladipo, I don't even think is a bad contract. Neither is neither is Turner. He's it's a little high for what I would want to pay Pacers a, fans. What I would yeah, what I would want to pay a center. But if you have Pacers fans, oh, Miles Turner is the next like Joel Embiid. So twelve and six. Twelve and six. <laughs> Big time averages. Um so yeah, that hopefully that answers your question. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the stuff from Zach Lowe's pod, some of the like the national interesting kind of talks that they were having. He said that there's been talk about Lamarcus Aldridge to the Warriors for number two. I thought of that for, you know, and Wiggins also. I thought that was also an interesting conversation since we're going to be talking about the Spurs today. Uh, he said that there's no way they should do that. But what would you think about that for the Warriors side of it? That would be so weird. Aldridge with no, Draymond. And yeah, I just I don't see that happening. But who knows what that number two is even worth, right? I mean, if they don't if they don't get anything better than that, then and they, you know, they know their title window is now and they don't think that any of these guys are going to be generational type you know, franchise changers, or they won't be for at least like five years. I mean, I don't know. You just take, the, but you just take the talent at that point. I mean, uh, uh, do we really want to have the conversation of who would have a bigger impact for Golden State, Andrew Wiggins or Lamarcus Aldridge? It's, it's I not, think that's more of a conversation what people think it would be. That's true. Yeah. And then you're considering swapping two for, because I'm assuming eleven would be in that deal too. So then you're swapping two and eleven, and at that point, I would. Like I would make the argument that Wiggins would impact Golden State more than Lamarcus Aldridge, and like I would rather just stay at two at that point. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that because the thing about it is, Lamarcus Aldridge is a veteran. He he knows how to play in the playoffs, win in the playoffs. Yeah. He knows how to work in a, you know a system like that. He's played off of Damian Lillard. He didn't he didn't necessarily like playing off of Damian Lillard that much. He's also, he also has to play, but he did. Yeah, and you you can find places to you know to play him and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins, we're not really sure. He hasn't really played on a winning team. We're not really sure what that looks like. So. And the Warriors' title window is is now. It's the best team they've yeah. ever had in their existence is now. Like, the clock is ticking. And they'll never have a team like this again. Ever. <laughs> right? They'll never have three well, guys like this again. Yeah. They'll yeah, never they're have... Not, they're not... This won't be the best team of their existence. No, but it's, it's the... But it's the, it. like it's the back core, yeah. End, yeah, this core is the back end of this team that's been the best team they've ever had, you know? And so yeah. they they have to take advantage of it now. And so I could understand doing sort of a win now. I think Lamarcus Aldridge is more of a win now player than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, when for yeah, win now. And that's that's the value that he's bringing, but right? I don't know if it's like. I, here's my thing. I don't think the upgrade to Aldridge is worth moving down from two to eleven. That's my whole thing. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, it, that can be you know that could be debated, but, but I just the found money that really aspect would be intriguing. Like if Golden State said Lamarcus Aldridge is, is an expiring contract, so yeah. if they looked at it and said, "Are we willing to have a slight upgrade, get off the rest of Wiggins' contract, and move back you know nine spots?" 
Okay, I could hear that. I guess because then all of a sudden they, I mean, they could be making a deal next year with that Minnesota pick that could be super high in a really good draft, and yeah. they wouldn't have Wiggins' contract to you know <laughs> to deal with to also like bring down the value of that pick in a trade. So they're also in the super luxury tax. <laughs> And yes. they don't have a ton of space to make moves like that. But, yeah, this is all kind of interesting for the Warriors. I'm so interested to see what they do. It would be so anticlimactic if they just took a guy and that was it. But it seems like that's what they're going to do. Yeah, well, no, I think they trade it. I still think them and Minnesota trade it, but especially the Warriors. I mean, even if it comes down to it to where you move back a few spots, I mean, even if worse comes to worse and you go from two to five with yeah. Cleveland and you get Larry Nance and something else and – like you move back three spots. Like I would almost do that rather than just stay at two. Cause then you like, yeah, you, you gotta have bodies at that point. So I just don't think there's any way in the world they stay at two. Cause their rotation is awful. Not their whole rotation, yeah, but I'd but like it to fill out the rest of it. I'm glad we can, I'm glad we can both admit that the Warriors rotation is awful now. The, their bench, but right, I would take, right. I, I like their top, you know, three, yeah. three, but Andrew Wiggins <laughs> is not like Andrew. The, the hate for Andrew Wiggins is, so beyond it's insane i mean it's 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 a lot of the contract it's a lot of what is he gonna be like i mean he's he hasn't really shown to be a really good defender he's like a okay shot creator but with the ball in his hands you know it's and he's not really gonna have that so i'm just saying a dude that he's never been in a system like this play with these players true and he's not gonna be asked to score 20 a game so i think it's like a whole different and whole new reset for him the money is there. I get it. That that skews a lot. But for him to be a fourth, fifth option and play with these really good guys, like I, we, he could be a good role overpaid. He could role be player. Could be true. Yeah, could be for sure. But it was really hard for Chris Bosh, and he was good to be the third guy. Imagine a guy that's been like one or two to now go to four. Well, Chris Bosh was an all star. Wiggins has never been. an That's all-star. what I'm saying. <laughs> now but, all of a sudden we're talking a about Wiggins. for Wiggins to sit and say I've like. He was the, the number one pick. On, the teams I've played on have sucked. I've had no success in my life. But I was so the number one that, pick, and I'm a 20-point-per-game scorer, right? Like, but he has, imagine the mentality. No Bosh had success. He led a franchise to the playoffs. Like He had, he actually had Wiggins led him to the playoffs? No, Wiggins had nothing before. So there's more motivation for a Wiggins compared to a Bosh. We would think so, but it depends on yeah, what he thinks know. of himself. Yeah. Exactly. All right. The other thing was, and we'll get to this quickly, the – uh, OKC making some kind of deal for one or two. I found that really interesting. Actually, let's get to that coming up. OKC could potentially trade for one or two. This was a, another talking point on Zach Lowe's podcast. We'll talk about that. Shea Gilgis Alexander could be involved. And then we'll get to the Mavs trades. There's all kinds of different deals we have with the Spurs and the Raptors. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, man, some days I just hit a wall, an energy wall where I'm I'm out. I don't know if I need to exercise more or whatever, but right now I'm hitting this wall and I need to get through it. And Built Go is the perfect, the perfect thing to help me get through that. Built Go makes you the best at whatever you do, whether it's a mental or physical wall. Break through it with Built Go every day. They're these little 1.5 ounce packages. It's like a peanut butter consistency, but it's basically tastes like a it tastes like a Built Bar. And it comes in peanut butter, honey flavor, chocolate, coconut, chocolate mint. It combines the energy gel and the protein that you get from a built bar. So all the flavor and all the protein you get from a built bar with the energy gel, plus it's way more portable, plus it's way easier to eat if you're on the go. You could eat this on a bike. If you're, you know, biking and you're riding around, you can I just did t- today. I biked 10 miles today. And I you could have ate this. Did you have a, did you have a built go? No, that's, 
I should have had it. Could have gone 15 miles with the Built Go. You could have exactly. done that. Got that extra energy. Go ahead and go to BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo, let's go. All right, Isaac, let's get into uh, let's get into this OKC rumor, I guess. Maybe it was just a suggestion. It was kind of hard to tell if it was you know something that had actually been talked about, but... Well, I think we, he, meant, he they he, they actually reported that OKC had like had, had talked about moving up. Yeah, uh, trading SGA for one or two. So if you're Minnesota, let's start there. If you're Minnesota, would you trade one for Shea Gilgis Alexander? Hands down, I wouldn't even get up. Like I wouldn't let him hang up yeah. and think about it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We're really yeah. high on on SGA. We think that he's he's really yeah. good, especially playing next to Russell or Towns. Like, I think that would be great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've said on this pod. That I think he's a better long-term prospect than Trey Young, so I still stand by that. Ooh. The thing, the thing is, it's not about what we think. And this, the True. report, of what they talked about on the pod, what was OKC was kind of higher on Lamelo. And if you are a believer in Lamelo, and you think that he is a one for your franchise to build around to be this six-seven point guard, playmaking point guard, if you're like, if you believe in that, then everything's on the table. Speaking of a believer in Lamelo. So my wife and I went to Disney World this past weekend, and uh, it's very it was very safe, masks and everything, social distancing. I, we we really have appreciated the measures they've taken. But I saw a guy walking around at Disney with a big baller brand shirt on. Let's go! It's like this is the first big baller brand shirt I've seen in the wild in I don't know four years. I mean, was, it, was it Levar? <laughs> it was not. It was a white guy. But yeah, I saw that. That was another Lamelo believer. I bet. <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought that thing folded, or are they, or are they. Still I mean, he counting? still got the shirt. I mean, they still sold shirts. Hmm. Just they didn't give out the shoes. They they sold the shoes. They didn't give them to him. But the shirts, people apparently got. <laughs> At least this guy got his. <laughs> but if you're a believer in Lamelo, if OKC is the the you know the conversation was if he's a number one. And you believe SGA is a two? Then just you're trading. You know you're getting your number one guy. That's yeah, that's an interesting conversation to me. Yeah, that's. I didn't on like the surface of it. I'm like, there's no way I would trade SGA yeah, for right. Lamelo. But if you do have a front office that says, yeah, I, Lamelo can be a one. We want to build around Lamelo. like a number one option, not like a point. Yes. you know, point guard like number one option yeah. on your team. He which, has, he does yeah, handle which, the ball, but. Yeah, he would still probably be your point guard. And if you think that SGA will always be at best like a second or third option on your team, then you're like, okay, well, I kind of like I, it makes sense from that perspective. I just wouldn't because I, I, we both really like SGA. Yeah. But it did get my mind thinking like, I think OKC is an underrated team to watch next week. That they have so many players, win now players, picks. and Shooter and Adams and whatever, and picks and like. SGA, the wild card. They have so much, so many directions they can go, and I'm really intrigued if they move up in this draft. Give me that trade you texted me when we were talking about this. <laughs> well, that was a wild trade, but I like I it. Said, I said Schroeder, Adams, Dort, and pick eight and pick 25 for Wiggins and two. So Golden State would put Schroeder into the trade exception. They would swap Adams for Wiggins. And then basically Dort and 25 for pick two. And yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. That's, that's intriguing. So, okay, so, the, so then the Warriors, okay, so, yeah. the Warriors get some you know extra bodies for their rotation: Dort, Dennis Schroeder, and Adams. And yeah. then you know, they still, okay, they get twenty five. And then the twenty fifth pick, whatever they do with that. And then OKC gets SG. It gets uh, you know, they get you know Lamelo. Hopefully, that's who they want. And then you know Wiggins, who they can you know just keep. <laughs> yeah, the main thing for OKC at that point is they're probably already shopping Adams. Shooters on this expiring, and you know Dort. However you think about Dort, but for them, they're probably looking at saying SGA. We kept all the picks, and if they get somebody like Lamelo, it's like all right, we'll just move forward with our future with Lamelo. And you only do that deal if you're SGA, you know if you're a believer in Lamelo if you're OKC. Right. Yeah. So if that's the case, then maybe we could see them moving up. That'd be really interesting. All right, let's get into some of these trade target teams we've been talking about. San Antonio Spurs. They have. Um, like an, an interesting roster, kind of, but not really, <laughs> right? You look at it and you go, man, maybe there's some interesting players here. And then you look through the salary cap again and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe not. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, $27 million player player option. He'll probably take that. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he didn't. LaMarcus Aldridge, $24 million you know, expiring deal. So both those guys basically on expiring deals that are 20, you know, basically 20 and, you know, 25 million basically. Uh, then they have Rudy Gay and Patty Mills making 14.5 and 13.2 respectively. Those guys are both expiring too. So the Spurs in 2021 could all of a sudden have like space for two max slots. They could yeah. be the next Clippers. That's pretty wild. I, I have not had them in my sights, which is because they're in San Antonio and we don't see them yeah. as a threat anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to get free agents to come there. But. Right. Um, then they have, you know, Dejounte Murray, whose extension kicks in. He's making fourteen point two million. He's signed for the next four years. And then they have guys basically on, you know, rookie deals. They have Derek White, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, uh, Lucas Umanich. They have, you know, a couple other guys. They have Jakob Pertl has a, you know, a restricted free agent. Trey Lyles has a non guaranteed deal, and then just a couple other, you know, random guys on the bench, but. Bryn Forbes, unrestricted free agent. They have Pal Gasol, who was bought out. They have Marco Bellinelli, unrestricted free agent. And they're still paying Damari Carroll, by the way, which is I didn't realize. Hmm. So any trade, what, what players stick out to you the most from the Spurs roster? Let's just have the DeRozan conversation because I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm it doesn't come up that much, there. but yeah. Not as much, but I just see DeRozan's name tossed around and Guys, he, he sucks at three. So that's just, I mean, he shot 25% from three last year. Now, I will say he didn't even, att- he, he attempted a half three a game. Yeah, he doesn't even attempt them, really. Yeah, let me just look at his totals real quick. Guess how many three three pointers he took last year? Total? Okay, Total. he took a half. So I'm going to say, he, I'm going to say made less than 10. So just give me a heads yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going to say he took 40. 35. So very close. DeMar DeRozan took 35 threes last year. He made nine of them. So DeRozan, the only thing that's appealing about, I think DeRozan gets traded, um, maybe even Aldridge too. The only thing that's appealing about DeRozan and Aldridge is the fact that they're expiring contracts. And whoever out there is trading for them, it still enables them to have a shot at cap space in 2021. So I don't love the DeRozan fit. I would rather have Tim Hardaway Jr. next year than Tamar DeRozan. Is that hot take or not? Wow, little bit, little bit. I, I would because I just think he fit, fits this team better. Yeah, you take out Tim Hardaway, you put DeRozan in. You DeRozan has to have the ball all the like all the time. He's not gonna like you run stuff with Luca. Guess who they're going to leave open from three? DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. <laughs> That's who they're going to leave open. Dorian would be like, thank God. I finally, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy that they're going to leave open all the time. So 
But but I will I will bring it back of saying since they are an expiring contract, that name, these names, Aldridge and DeRozan, even though they wouldn't be perfect fits, I don't think they're perfect fits. They would be guys that if you don't you know land any type of other upgrade, it would be a one year doesn't you know cost very much to trade for him probably, but it's like a one year. Let's bring him in and we still keep twenty twenty one. It makes it look like we improved too. So yeah, I just don't I just don't like the fit. No, DeRozan. No, there's no fit. There's no fit really. I mean, he no. does make those mid range shots. Like he's really good at that, making those mid range shots that you like. But yeah, everything else that the Mavs want. Like he, what's an anti three and D player, right? Like negative three exactly. and. I don't know Z. I don't, like what's the what's the opposite of the letter D? <laughs> would your closing lineup be without DeRozan? I think so because yeah. would he give you another creator? Well, like to I, give I'm gonna push back on chance? that. He's another shot maker in a in a closing lineup. So I, okay, I'm, I'll but, push back on that. But but in the closing lineup though, you want the ball in Luca's hand every possession for right? sure. Yeah, exactly. So what's DeRozan gonna do? Hang out Decoy. in the short corner like Ben Simmons? <laughs> like they're just gonna help off of him. So. That's that's my whole thing. Like I, it's more of like a regular season thing. Like okay, cool. Like throughout the game, it would give Luca a break, or when Luca's yeah. not on the floor, DeRozan can run the offense. That's cool. But end of in the end of the game, when we want the ball in Luca's hands every time, where's DeRozan? And it'd probably be on the bench. DeRozan is the type of guy that would be like a super sub, right? Like you know, yeah. he would be your your coming Jason off the Terry. bench guy. That yeah, like that. But you you can't throw him in that lineup. So all right, coming up, let's get into some more of. These uh these San Antonio Spurs talk about Marcus Aldridge. We kind of already talked about him a little bit, but Patty Mills, Rudy Rudy Gay, interesting role players. The Mavericks could get in on if the Spurs decide to go a different direction. So we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the San Antonio Spurs a little bit more. We talked about Demar Derozan. We've talked about Aldridge already. I just don't, I don't see it. It's the same kind of deal with with Derozan. He's more playable than Derozan, I think, but I just don't see a say, fit there I for the Mavs. Aldridge- I could see Aldridge over DeRozan, though. For the Mavs. Dallas guy, expiring contract, older vet. I don't know. The the problem is I just don't know what his value is. It's kind of like the opposite De'Aaron Fox. Like, what is LaMarcus Aldridge's value now? He's 34. He might even be 35 at this point. What, like, how do teams view him? And if he's a super trade, like, super cheap, okay, would you trade 18 for Aldridge? Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and, and so then it's like, would would Aldridge and KP play together, or would Aldridge accept that? Hey, hey, I'm an older vet, and I would, you know, he would come off the. Would you view? Oh, so, would Aldridge be able to view himself like Ibaka did in Toronto? And if I could buy, like, if I could, like, get that, then sure. Like, I can talk myself into Aldridge way more than I can DeRozan. Aldridge shot thirty nine percent from three on three attempts per game last year. He he's always been one of those jump shooter type bigs, and he's now stepping out from three. So I could see yeah. I could see him. He could play with KP. He could play with Luca when KP's on the bench, right? And be kind of a pick and roll, pick and pop type big with him. That could be really potent. You know, he is that veteran. He is, you know, a guy that you could you know depend on a little bit. But yeah, to get rid of a wing defender for him, right? Like to trade Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. to trade you know whatever else they'd have to do to to get him and match the salaries. I, I don't know. I don't know about that, but. He is he is a more playable player for the Mavs. Yes, I would take him over DeRozan. Um, they house they also own the eleventh pick in the draft, and I just want to throw that out there, saying as far as trade options, they they are a, a team that a lot a lot of people think that will take a step back, 
And it's like, all right, well, there's not too many teams that will probably go down instead of going up. We always think that about San Antonio. But if they do go back, they're a team that I'm looking at saying, can you trade up to them? Can you move Can you move 18 and 31 to move up to 11? Maybe I throw in something else, but it's like that would be an intriguing. Then San Antonio gets two more shots at it and all of that stuff. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, we actually attempted that with the locked on mock. We tried to do that with. Uh, and yeah, we reached out to him. I think he was waiting on some certain players that were going to be there. And yeah, so there was there was no real interest there on that. But um, can I ask you about Dejounte Murray? Yeah, do the do do it. I just want to know, like, is he worth? And I wonder what Madison's would think about this too. Is he worth cutting into future cap space for if you could trade for him? It's like he can't. He had the ACL tear on paper, defense. You know, super athletic alongside Luca. If he can hit the three, I think he shot decent percentage for three. He just didn't shoot too many of them. 37 at 1.7 a game. Yeah. So it's like, all right, if he can hit the three and he's really good at defense, man, that sounds like a cool pairing next to Luca. Yeah. He's still really young. He's like 23. He's, He's what we hoped DeLon would be. Yeah, exactly. So if. But if San Antonio is looking at it saying, we don't know if he is like a huge part of our future. Let's say they take a guard, somebody like Killian Hayes or somebody drops him at 11, they take him and like, all right, we already have Derek White and, you know, Patty Mills. We don't keep him because he's like a cornerstone of our yeah. franchise and one of the only vets. We- Lonnie Walker. And the- yeah. And they look into like moving Murray. What? Because, I mean, his contract, I, I did have it pulled up here. His extension, like you said, you know, kicks in. He's the only player really is long term money for him, but fifteen million or fourteen million next year, then fifteen million, then sixteen million, then seventeen million. So he's under contract for a while. I just don't know is he good enough to commit that money to. Yeah, because that's that's more than what they're paying, you know, Seth Curry, Maxi, you know, yeah. even Del- you know, even Delon, which he's better than Delon. But yeah, that's it's interesting. He he is still super young though, which you can also he can also still develop. He's oh he's twenty four. I guess he's not super, super young, but still pretty young where he can still develop and get better. He is a really, really good fit because you have that defense, you know, he's really long, six four, he's really long wingspan. That'd be interesting. I think if you if you could offset the money, some of these deals we've done where you can offset the money to where they don't lose twenty twenty one cap space. I think that yeah. that would be you know something I'd look into, and it would probably take some of those guys. It would probably take you know yeah. Well, if it's like Delon eighteen and thirty one, and you know if that was like the base of it, yeah, you know would you do it? I think I would. Um, yeah, I just don't know how the Spurs view him going forward either. Yeah, I don't know. What about Patty Mills and Rudy Gay? Uh, Patty Mills could be kind of a Berea replacement. He could come in and be a super sub off the bench. Rudy Gay also could be like a you know score off the bench wing defender type guy. He's uh, they're both on expiring deals too, which makes them interesting for the Mavs. You could do either of them for thirty one Delon and Justin Jackson. It takes both of them to make the salaries work. Yeah, I would. I just don't. I don't think there's any world San Antonio trades Patty Mills. No, I just me think either. With all their people that they've traded, he's like the one dude they keep. Culture, culture I, setter. I, you know, he's yeah, their beret. Everything. Basically. I just don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about Rudy Gay at this point in his career. I don't know if it's worth it at that point. I think I would just keep 31. I could just be really down on Rudy Gay, but I think I would just keep everything at that point. Yeah, he's 34 years old. <laughs> he has a really weird thing where. He, <laughs> Last year, he shot 33.6% from three. The year before that, he shot 40%. Then the year before that, he shot 31%. The year before that, he shot 37%. 
So like every other year he shoots really well from three. So if that continues, this year should be a really, really good year for him to shoot from <laughs> to hit from three. That's true. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it goes every other from year. the point from the point that Rudy Gay is an expiring contract, he would pl- and he would play probably more than Delon would. For so sure. you're like, all right, we'd get a you know at least a rotation player at the bench and another free wing up guy. money for free up money for 2021. I, I could yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that. Yeah, so that's another interesting player that you could look out for. I don't see them trading it, trading any of these guys. Just staying where the, you know the Spurs kind of just stay where they are. Wasn't it the Spurs that hadn't made a, a trade? They hadn't made a trade in like an in forever. an in season trade in forever. I think DeRozan gets moved. I think that's. I think that's happening. Yeah, that'll be interesting. They did obviously make the Kawhi trade, but I think it was an in-season trade they haven't done. Uh, all right, let's move on quickly, I guess, to the Raptors. I don't see a ton of deals There's not much, no. with the Raptors either. Uh, Lowry and Siakam both making $30 million. Siakam's just getting into his you know Big Max extension, and Lowry is an expiring contract at $30 million. They have Norman Powell making $10 million next year. He's a player option the year after that. Pat, Pat McCall, we used to love, $4 million uh, guaranteed. Stanley Johnson, guy that we've traded for in the lockdown mock draft, uh, $3.8 million player option. And then they have guys on rookie deals, OG Ananobi, Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, all on rookie deals. Fred Van Vliet, probably getting re-signed by them. He's an unrestricted free agent. Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, also unrestricted free agents for them. Uh, Serge Ibaka, sign and trade. DeLon Jackson and one of the picks, would you sign and trade him? For sure, that that's literally one of the only two things I wrote down. Um, now, some of you might be like, oh, "Why would you know? Why would they do the sign and trade?" If you're Baca in your Dallas, if you sign and trade Delon and Justin for him, that would give you the cap space to sign Abaca to like a one year, fifteen million dollar deal. Yeah. Compared to if another team like the Lakers or somebody is saying, "Hey, you can take our MLE for nine million dollars." You approach Toronto about a sign and trade, something like that. The Mavs, the um, same, the same thing. The Mavs would only be able to sign him for like that nine million dollar mid level exception, yeah. or if they could, if they sign and trade him, they can pay him. You know, he'd make six six million dollars more. I mean, that that's pretty significant. <laughs> Where it gets like, I think we're comfortable with that deal. Where it gets spicy is would Dallas include one of their main rotation players for a deal for like a one year thing for Ibaka? Like, let's say Toronto said, "All right, give us Maxi." And Delon, and you can give Abaca a one-year, twenty million dollar deal. It's like uh, no. I like I like Maxi more than Abaca as a player. I wouldn't do it just for like the contract moving forward. I think Abaca would bring more to the team for Maxi next than Maxi next year. But I would still take Maxi moving forward. Yeah. Um. The, so that's kind of interesting. The other thing is if you do if you don't trade any role if you don't trade any players that are playing, all of a sudden you have this like glut of bigs. If if Willie Collison yeah. picks up his option, then all of a sudden they have Porzingis, Maxi, Dwight's coming back, Boban. Uh, Serge Ibaka and they would have Willie Colley Stein too. I mean, they that's a ton. I of mean, big, well, Will, Willie's been working on his three, so he has with Buddy. That, with Buddy, he's that, been working with true. Buddy. Would you rather trade for DeRozan or Buddy? Oh, Buddy, yeah, I take Buddy for sure. Yeah, if you can offset money. Um, we've talked about the Kyle Lowry thing a million times. He would be the perfect trade partner. Perfect. I would give up probably more than you listening, whoever's listening right now in your <laughs> car or whatever. I would probably give up way more than what you would give up. Yeah, to like get that Kyle same Lowry. package we would do for Drew Holiday, we'd probably do for, for Kyle Lowry. I would, yes, I would do a lot for to bring Kyle Lowry to this team. Something super simple and small. Would you swap DeLon for Norman Powell? Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't okay. know. If, I don't know if the Raptors would do that. They did love Delon, though. He played pretty well for them coming off the bench. But 
It's like if they lose Van Vliet, he sounds like a Max in Detroit or something. They're like, hey, we need another guard. He knows the system. Let's swap Powell for Powell's going to be a you know a free agent. I guess what next year or whatever it's, it is. Is a player option and, a year? Yeah, after next year. Yeah, player option, and so I would do that if I was Dallas too. Yeah, that's but. that's an, that's kind of an interesting one. So yeah, that's what it is. There's not a ton of options there with with. With the Raptors, I don't think they'd trade Kyle Lowry, but if he decides he wants to go win somewhere else, even though they just, you know, <laughs> they were just in the playoffs and just won around, so I don't think that's going to be the deal for them. But Marcus All also kind of an interesting guy. They could do a similar type deal with a sign and trade, but I don't think he'd make as much as Serge Ibaka. I'd, I'd almost rather have Marcus All at a smaller deal than than Serge Ibaka. Oh no, I wouldn't. I'd take at Ibaka. like three or four oh, million. Why would Marcus Gasol sign a contract for three million and a Baca for twenty? Well, I don't know. I don't think they're that big of it. I would just take a Baca. Bobby Marks sure. did his you know projection thing and he had Marcus All making like four million. Hmm. I think a Baca. There's worlds that a Baca can play with other bigs. I don't think Marcus All is. I'm putting him out there with another big. Oh, him and KP would wreck shop. I'm I'm ready for that. <laughs> and they could. I would take they a could, They could talk in Spanish Gasol. to each other. It would be great. That would be a lot of fun. Avaka speaks Spanish too. Does he? Oh, that's yeah. true. He speaks a couple languages, doesn't he? Yeah, he Speaking Spanish, except us. <laughs> there you go. All right, there's some trade options. I uh, hope you guys are interested in some of those. Let us know what you think. Go ahead and submit a five-star Apple Podcast review. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not, by the way. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, you're going to need it next week. You're going to need it. Especially if there's stuff that happens. We're going to be dropping emergency pods, oh, and yes. you're going to need them hitting your notifications on your phone when these pods drop. Yeah, get ready for it. It's coming. We're going to do, do a mad dash. There's there's not going to be a day without a Locked On, pod, Locked, Locked on Mavs pod for like for a while. Five months. <laughs> <laughs> We're going every day. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. The Target label is your best buy, Target. Miss Target.